sell insurance in an insurance company. And during the orientation, the manager that came, uh, she said, 
young people. I've seen a lot of your times. And any time I encounter these people, all that they are saying is that they want to drive the car that I'm driving. They want to live in the house that I'm living. They want to earn the money that I am earning. They are not willing to go through the regiment. They are not willing to go through what I have been through. They are not willing to study, to learn, apply themselves to hard work. But they want to earn what I am earning. It does not work like that. Therefore, if you want to come to my level, I did not get here in a day. I did not get here in month, not even in a year. It took years, but I was ready to wait. I was ready to sit. I was ready to learn. Therefore, if I am here today, it is because of what I went through. That is why I am here. So if you want to get the money that I have now, are you ready to go through all that I have gone through? They want quick money. Quick money. So they will do all manner of things to make it. Just last week I heard on radio that a young man has been sentenced to 10 years prison. You know why? He was diverting the company's money into his personal account. Thank God you have had the opportunity to work in a bank. And a good bank of course. You sat down and you thought you are wiser than the system that you find yourself. So he began to divert a lot of money. He wanted to become instant rich. He wanted to build a big house. He wanted to wear nice clothes so that the friends will always follow him. But the system got hold of him. And today, for the next 10 years of his life, he has been locked up behind bars. Why? Because he did not have the patience to wait for the bank to promote him, for his bosses to promote him. He said, I'll do it all by myself. He lost it. Young man, patience is needed for you to succeed in life. I remember again when we lost our dad, we were then in Kumasi. We were living in a government bungalow. They gave us some months to vacate, even though they were not putting pressure on us. So we sat down, thinking, so where can we go? Where will we go? I remember it very well. I told my mother, I think we can stay here and then find ourselves some single room somewhere Oh, we are doing business. We were in a, in a very powerful business, kinky business. Of course, we were selling kinky. Let's stay here and make it work. She said, oh, no, 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 no. My people have prepared a place for me. I will go and stay there. It will be fine. I said, I think. He said, keep quiet. What do you know? I am your mother. Listen to me. I said, okay, I hear so we packed our things and we went to Cape Coast. Guess what? The first night, the place she slept, there was no door, no windows. She was at the mercy of the mosquitoes. There she told me, I should have listened to you. I said, yes, 
and you may profit, you shall feast it. But the aftermath is history. And I believe that if she had listened to me, the story will have ended beautiful than it ended. She wouldn't have gone through the things she went through. Just because at that critical moment, she did not exhibit that. She's a very patient woman, but that day, she didn't do it. Why are you in a rush? Go for going for something that is not yours. Take your time. It will come. Take your time. It will happen. And I speak to young people. I speak to older people. I'm speaking to you. It's amazing how this kind of impatience is having effects on the church. And it is creating all kinds of problems in the church. We have young people. When they see one vision, they go out there, I am the prophet, the latest prophet. And start saying all kinds of things to people, confusing people. Take your time. Study the word of God. Get to know of the word of God. I remember after secondary school, I told my father, I want to go to Bible school. He said, hold on. Then I wrote a letter to uh, uh, Reverend Institute Anaba. I was expecting him to tell me that, hey, if your mother says stop, if your father says stop, go out there and go and start something. In the letter, he said, take your time. I said, ah, what is this man saying? I know I have to. I said, take your time. Your time will come. But here we are, young people, with the zeal, submit yourself, learn, prepare, and when the right time comes, you will know this is your time. And stop creating confusion in the house and in the body of Christ. Telling people, believers, telling somebody who has believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who has moved from darkness into the light, who has been in Christ telling such a person that because he is not married, he is married to a marine spirit, it is an error. It cannot happen to the child of God. It cannot happen to the believer. Get into the word of God and know the word of God. It is nowhere written in the word of God that marine spirit can marry a believer. And we have young people running around saying that this man said I've been married to a marine. You are not married to any marine spirit. Wait, your time will come. Your time will come. Your time will come. Thanks. It reminds me of a story in the Bible. When King Saul was about to engage battle, enemies, he needed to wait for the man of God to come to offer sacrifice before they went out. The Bible said he waited 
and he was not coming. He waited and the prophet of God was not coming. Saul waited. He was not coming. And he grew out patient. Or he became impatient. He went ahead and performed the duties that the man of God was supposed to do. All that he was saying was, I think I can do what this man can do. After all, who is he? Isn't he just a mere prophet of God? Isn't he just a mere man of God? After all, I have more money than him. I am the king of this, of this, of this kingdom. And I have every right to do it. So he went ahead to do what the man of God should have done. And when the man of God came, he made a very important statement. When we read 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 11, and Samuel said, what have you done? What have you done? You should have allowed me to do what I'm called to do. Yes, you have more money than I have. Yes, you are you are in a higher position than I have. Yes, you are you are you are in in a in a, a position where you can contact a lot of people. But you should have allowed me to be the man of the house. You should have allowed me to perform my duties father as the pastor of the house. What have you done? Then he began to give excuses. And the people were coming. And you were delayed. You were nowhere near. And then all those things. Then when you read verse 13, someone said to Saul, you have done foolishly. Sorry for using the word in the church. It's in the word of God. I'm sorry. Since you have foolishly, you have allowed yourself for emotions to take over. You have allowed yourself for your position to take over. You have allowed yourself. You have acted foolishly. Why don't you remain as the king and allow me to remain as the man of God? Why don't you allow me? In fact, all that I need from you is your support. Don't take over what I am supposed to do. Support me, then we'll do it together, and I'll support you. You will succeed as the king. And look at what Samuel said. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord, your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Mm. Can you imagine that? Just impatience has robbed him of being established permanently. In other words, his, his royalty would have been established in Israel forever if he had been a little 
In other words, he was going to lose it and he lost it dramatically just because he was impatient. Unfortunately, as I keep saying that, it keeps happening in our homes. It keeps happening in our churches. It keeps happening all over around us. And somewhere, somehow, we are denying ourselves of blessings simply because we cannot wait. Simply because we cannot exercise patience. Simply because you cannot say that, let me wait a little while. And he will come. So that he will come and bless me. So that he will come and anoint me. And when we go out to fight, we will win the battle. Daughter of God, I know it is difficult to exercise patience. Young man, I know it is hard, but exercise patience. Husband, exercise patience. Wives, let's exercise patience. In the church, sometimes it's amazing that people come and say that, oh, this one is not like that one. The ICGC I go is not like this one. Yes, it is not like this one. Because we are not in competition with anybody. Our standards is the standard of Christ. And gradually we will get there. Someone say that, why are you under the tent? I say that, yes, we will get there. Those that are sitting in air condition, they began like us. We are not in a rush. Gradually, we will get there. And God will help us to get there. And I want to encourage you, son and daughter of God, let's hold on and with patience, we will get there. We'll put one stone on one stone and we will build. We'll put up a pillar and we'll go. Before you know, we have put up a building. But we are not there yet, but we will get there. Patience will take us there. Let's support ourselves. Let's support ourselves. Let's endure a little while and we will get there. Someone will say that, why is it that that is being done but this is not being done here? And you should be doing this here. Why is it that there they do this but here we don't do this? Say, don't worry. This is where we are. Let's adapt ourselves to it and with patience we will get there. He lost his kingdom because he could not wait for only seven days. I know it is hard but wait patiently you will receive a reward. Isn't it beautiful for, for you to be recognized by your organization? For them to call you and the whole organization will recognize you that of a truth, this is a true worker. He works hard and he deserves to be promoted. Now we have promoted him instead of promoting yourself. Isn't it beautiful? For you to wait and the Lord will respond Instead of running around, but the truth is that the God you are running after is the same God here. And the truth is that the God you are running after is the same God who is inside of you. God in you. 
the hope of glory. Patience. I am not in a rush to go anywhere. I am patiently waiting and I know the right time will come where you will step into your glory. Where nobody will say that he did it this way, he did it that way. Everybody will see that of a truth, he did what was right and this is how far the Lord has brought him. That is going to be your story. A little patience will take you there. Patience is the fruit of the spirit. Impatience robbed Moses of the promised land. Patience made Abraham to go out and give birth. And as a result of that, that has become a battle that Israel has been fighting for years because of what Abraham did. My brother, hold on. Relax. You will get there. You will get there. You will get there. Young man, relax. You will get there. Learn. Steady. Submit. And the right time will come. I was told, oh, go and tell your pastor. It is time to go out there. I was sitting and looking at them. Ah, don't you know that? Go and tell him that. Okay, now you you can go and start somewhere. I was sitting and I was waiting. I was not in a rush. But when the right time came, he called, he blessed, he anointed, and he said, it is time to go. Now you have his backing. You have his backing. I can go to him anytime. I can go and visit him anytime. I can call him anytime. Because what was right was done. Do what is right. And you will be recognized. You don't need to lose your blessing. Because of impatience. Then Paul tells us something about this. He tells us that he tells us in the book of Corinthians. Alright. So Paul talks about patience again in Colossians rather. Chapter 3 verse 12. He says something. He says therefore as God's chosen ones holy and dearly loved put on compassion put on kindness put on humility Put on gentleness and put on patience. It is like getting up in the morning and going to work. You realize that you put on your dress. So when you step out, people will easily recognize that this one is going to work. What have you done? You have put on something that identifies you with work. In a similar manner, he tells us to put on 
patience. Even though it is difficult, put it on. You have waited for years. It is not happening. He says, put it on. You are trusting God and it is not seems, it seems it is not happening. He says, put it on. You are trying to move out. He says that put it on. Put on patience. Hello. Put on patience. Child of God, put on patience. Daughter of God, put on patience. And as a church, we have comfortably put on patience. We will not allow undue pressure to cause us to do something that we will regret later. We are putting on patience and we are working gradually. We will get there. Don't allow undue pressure to come over you. Then you begin to do things that you regret later. Put on. Now, the purpose of patience is not to slow us down. No, it is not. It is to make us better. Look at again what Paul tells us about patience. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compressed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily beset us. And what? And let us run with patience the race that is set before you. It says we do what? Run with patience. It, it doesn't seem like it it, it, it it works like that. How can you be running and having patience? But that is what the Bible says. It says what? Run with patience. In other words, become the best version of yourself. Go for the best. Achieve your dreams. Become a great man and a great woman. Become a great church. Expand, express yourself. Become everything you can become on earth. But do that with what? With patience. Do that with patience. Run, but run with patience. Become great, but do it with patience. Become rich, but do it with patience. Become mighty, but do it with patience. Run, but run with patience. What does that mean? Number one, it means run in a sustainable manner. Hello. Let me give you an example. Early this year, March, we went for life walk. And most of the time, I was with Uncle Ken. When we began the race, people were running and they were jumping and they were running. But for us, we chose to walk in a sustainable manner. In other words, the rate at which we began the race was the same rate at which we ended the race. We did not allow undue pressure to come on us. 
we saw young men running around and, and doing jama and all those things. We were not moved to follow them. We saw people rushing and jogging and doing all kinds of things to go ahead. We were comfortably walking in a manner that we can walk and end. And guess what? In the middle of the race, people that were running, we saw them in the car. They had run out of themselves because they were trying to impress people. They didn't have the, 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 the endurance to continue to run, but they said they were going to run. And they were found in cars. And the cars were moving them back to Christ's temple. But for us, we said we are going to walk. And we were walking consistently. Along the line, Mr. T and uh, Mr. Helechi will pass us by. We say, you can go. Along the way, we will pass them by. And then we were just walking in a manner that we can sustain it. See, we are not competing with anybody. You are not in competition with anybody. You are in competition with yourself. Don't allow people to push you. Don't allow people to say that, ah, but you, when you were in school, you used to run. Now you can run. I said, when I was in school, I was 15 years. Now I am not. Allow me to walk in a manner that I can complete the race. The joy is in the completion, not in the beginning. You will begin, but you cannot end. But it is joyful to begin and to end. Do it in a manner that is what? Sustainable. So a young man start a business and he start making some profits. He goes to the car, is it garage or something? He goes there to buy V8. For people to know that me too, I have arrived. And when it comes to buying fuel, he is found wanting. Because he has forgotten that those who drive V8 most of them, they get the fuel by free. Or they are in a position where the company fills their car. But for you, even 50 cities, you struggle to buy the fuel. Who told you to go and buy V8? Go and get yourself some Tico somewhere. And you can buy 10 Ghana, it will take you somewhere. Do it in a manner that you can sustain it. You are not competing with anybody. As a church, we are not in competition with anybody. We will do it in a manner that we can sustain it. So don't be in a rush to be noticed. Last time I was reading somewhere and they said most of these, uh, they call themselves Sally, what? Most of them, the cars that they are driving, they, they, they borrowed it. I said, ah, who has forced you now? Take your time. You will get there. But they want to be known. Then they are on Instagram displaying. and They are Facebook and everything. The next moment, they are at your back and then calling you, where's my money and all of that. Ah, is it by force? Little by little. Again, I speak to the young man and I speak to the young woman. Please take your time. Steady. 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 
learn. Work hard. And work hard. Because hard work pays. Is it because they are telling you, eh, I see the hand of God on you. So you think that it's time for me to go and start my church. Oh, okay. Take your time. Learn. And when the time comes, you will be anointed. You will be blessed. And then you can go. If not, you are going to shipwreck yourself. You will come back and say, ah, but I thought the people were with me. No, they are from somewhere. They will go back to where they are coming from. Take your time. Number two, it means running with patience means don't cut corners. Hello? Don't cut corners. Don't become 419 in order to become rich. Don't cut corners. Stay in your lane. If you are not being recognized, keep on doing it. One day, they will recognize you. In fact, it looks like your boss is not watching. He is watching. It looks like he is not seeing. He is seeing. The right time, he will recognize you. It looks like, oh, the church is not being seen. Hey, Oyibi, are you there? Wait. We are not going to cut corners. We are not going to do things that people are doing. We are not going to sell oil and all manner of things just to show that we will be recognized. We are not going to be on the on the radio and the television telling people, "Ah, hey, what did you dream?" and begin to do all manner of things to be recognized. We are not going to do any of that. We will stay in the word of God. We will pray and God will promote you. When the promotion of God comes, nobody can argue about it. Because it did not come by ourselves. It is God who brought the promotion. So we are doing it, but we are not going to cut corners. So don't cut corners. Don't cut corners. Yesterday I was talking to someone. He works at the filling station and he said, uh, he's the manager there. He said, of his guys mistakenly put uh, diesel into a petrol car. And uh, the owner of the car came. Say, you people, you have damaged my car. It's, it is going to cost you so much. And you know the bill that he brought? Over 2,000 Ghana cities. He said, I changed. I did this. And we removed that. We did that. So at the end of the day, everything comes to 2,000 Ghana cities. But the truth of the matter is that it was only there was something that uh, is it a filter or something? That was the only thing that was changed. And that is about less than 50 or 50 Ghana cities. But because he wanted to be rich, take advantage of the, of the young man, he said, I am going to build you 2,000 Ghana cities. 
He said he bought some things, and the guy was telling me that thing when you go to Abusul Kaim, one is one Ghana city. He said he bought it for 20 Ghana cities. Plus, he bought one for 60 Ghana cities. I said, What is it? You want to take advantage of this young man to demand 2,000 Ghana cities instead of less than 50 Ghana cities? Would this money change anything about you? Cutting corners. Relax. You see, sometimes it, it, it's, it's interesting. When people are doing things, they think that uh, they can do it forever. One day, you will be found out. The system will fish you out. The system will give you out. And there you will see it. That you have made a mistake. Don't get there. Take your time. Take your time. And then number three is run your own race. Look at the statement. It says the race that is set before you. That race is not set before you by man. It's not set before you by anybody. It is set before you by God himself. And anything that you will need to succeed, so far as that race is concerned, he has provided it. So run your own race. We will all arrive. You see, it is not about you winning and I losing. It is not about you losing and I winning. It is about win-win. We are in a business, in a competition called win-win competition. It is not about losing. It is not about winning. It is about all of us winning. Run your race. Yes, when you are running, you will see people ahead. Run your own race. When you are running, you will hear all kinds of things. Run your own race. There is the temptation to move into another person's lane. Run. When you move into somebody's lane, you are not running your race. You are running somebody's race. Run your own race. Run your own race. Don't compete with Take your time. If you have to go back to school, do it. If you have to go under somebody, do it. If you have to work as a messenger, do it. And with time, you will rise to the level of a manager. Run your race. Hello. That is why I keep saying that I will not allow any undue pressure on me. Do this. And we have to do this. If we don't do this, this will happen. If we do this. No. We are running in a sustainable manner, not cutting corners. We're running our own race. Who said we will not get there? We will get there. Who said we will not build? We will build. Who said we will not make it? We will make it. But we are doing it patiently. So when you see, you know, growing up, when you see people driving big cars, say, hey, that man, 
is a drug dealer. It is only people who are into drugs who can drive. But we forget that that person has worked so hard to the level where he can afford that. When you also work so hard, when you would get there, you will know that. Have you ever realized that when you were in JSS, the, the exams were so difficult, but when you graduated to university, when you look at it, say, ah, so is this thing that I was struggling with it is because you have moved to a level where it has become small. One plus one. You were struggling with now. You can close your eyes and answer that. It is called running your own race. See, when we go through tribulations, they are not meant to increase our faith. The purpose of tribulation is not meant to increase your faith. What increases our faith is what? The word of God. In fact, the purpose of tribulation is to destroy your faith. It's to tell you that God is not good. It's to tell you that God is not there. It's to tell you that you have served all these years. Look at what you are going through. Is to destroy your faith. It is the word of God that increases our faith. So when you read Romans, it says that we glory in tribulations. Why? Because when tribulation comes, we meet tribulation with patience. Patience means that I am consistent, consistent. I am still holding on to God. I am still holding on to faith. I am still holding on to my belief. And with time, it will pass. And the Bible says when it passes, you gain experience. Anybody who has experience, things become so easy because you have been there before. You get it done so easy. So what you are going through is not meant to increase your faith. It is rather an avenue for you to exhibit what you are made of. To keep on holding on, to keep on trusting God, to keep on saying that irrespective of this, I still believe God. I still hold on to God. And my Redeemer lives, He will come in through me. I don't need tribulation to increase my faith. It is the Word of God that increases faith. And lastly, David says something. In the books of Psalms, he said, I waited, somebody should conclude it for me, patiently. I waited patiently. The, the, the scripture that I talked to you about is Romans chapter 5. You can read from 3 to 5 where it talks about we glory in tribulation. Psalm 40 verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. So we don't wait for things. We wait for the Lord. Hmm. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Two things. It means to be in a position of hope and expectation. 
It means I am staying in a posture of being hopeful and having expectation. It means I am in a state of always looking to God to do something. It means that when I am waiting, I don't give up. When I'm waiting, I don't I don't get tired. When I am waiting, I don't throw in the towel. When I'm waiting, I don't complain and mama. When I am waiting, I have positioned myself in a place of hope and expectation. It says, I waited on the Lord. So I am not waiting on things. I am waiting on the Lord. And the Lord will bring the things to me. Then he says, and he inclined his ears to me, and he heard me. It means anytime you wait patiently, anytime you exhibit the fruit of patience, anytime you decide to run your race, anytime you decide not to cut corners, Anytime you decide to do what you're supposed to do, the Lord will incline his ears to you. It's like having your son. Please, can I get one of the children, the younger one? Well, do we have a child here? It's like having your son. He comes and he's telling you something. His voice is so thin that you cannot hear. What will be the best thing to do? You will go to his level so that you can hear what he is what he is saying. So what are you going to do? Uh-huh. Okay, bring him. Come here. What are you going to do? He says, God will incline his ears to you. It means that he will stretch and bend over so that he can hear what you are saying. So this young man, what is your name? Okay. Prince is saying something I cannot hear. So what will I do? I will bend over so that I can what? Or I will kneel down so that I can hear. He is saying, because I want to do what he wants me to do. That is what God does. When we wait patiently, he stretches, he bends over, he kneels down so that he can hear you. And he does, he will answer you. So listen. It is hard. It says that when you wait, he will bend over. In other words, he will go the extra mile. Because you have been waiting. You want to say something. It is now time for you to be heard. So he bends over. To hear you. Now talk to me. Now speak to me. Oh, okay, I hear what you are doing. It is time for you to be blessed. God bless you. Go back to your classroom. I waited. I waited. And he inclined to my ears. 
Wait, young man. He will incline to your years. It seems it has been years, but wait, he will incline to your years. Young lady, wait. You are telling yourself you are growing old. You are not. In the face and in the eyes of God, you are not. He will incline to your years. Don't give in just because it seems you are growing old. Don't give in just because it seems that all your proposals have been bouncing back to you. Keep it up. One day, some woman, some nice lady somewhere will say, Young man, I have been waiting for you. Where have you been? Wait. You have been believing God for a new job and an opportunity and a promotion. You keep murmuring and you keep telling and you keep gossiping. Wait. When I used to teach as a teacher for more than two or five years, every day when they, you know, we did rotation, when we do it, they will put me at where the children are. Every time they do it, they will put me there. I say, ah, but this thing, I know I can do more. I say, yeah, keep, keep it. Then I have to line them. Then we'll all go to the wee wee. Then we'll come back. We'll come and learn. I have to learn how to sing some songs. I say, you have to do that. But one day, we went to Independence Square. The teacher did not come. I said, okay, go and teach. After that, the children went to the supervisor. I want this man in our classroom. And that was the end of it. Wait. Your promotion will come. Wait. That miracle will come. Wait. That breakthrough will come. Wait. It will come. The Lord will incline to your ears. If you are planning of cutting corners today, end it. If you are planning of diverting some money today, earn it. If you are planning of going to put fear and panic in people by telling them all the things you have not seen so that they will come, wait. Your time will come. Church, our time will come. And when it comes, there will be no argument about it. The world will celebrate you. The world will salute you. The world will say that yes, he deserved to be promoted because he waited and the Lord inclined to his ears. Don't lose your blessing because of impatience. Marriages are collapsing because the man and the woman cannot understand. They, they use a word, we are not Make yourself compatible in the marriage. Wait. Woman, give him chance. Husband, give her the chance. And let's wait. Somebody put your hand on your heart. Patience is the fruit of the spirit. We must exhibit it. Though sometimes it is difficult but we must exhibit it. We must run in a sustainable manner. We must not cut corners. We must not deceive this. You must not rob Paul to pay Peter and Peter to pay John and all of that. We are not in competition with anyone. We are running in a manner that at the end of the day, glory and honor will be realized. It says that those of age 
they waited patiently and the promises that God had promised them came to pass. Wait. Run. But wait. Run. But have patience. I want you to put your hand on your heart and tell yourself. I know some of the time you have been saying, as for me, I don't have patience. As for me, this thing, it doesn't cross my path. Pray. Say, God. I need this patience. It's amazing sometimes how we lose people that would have blessed our lives. When you go to some shops, the way people even treat you, the way they talk to you, you leave and you say, this place, I will not be here again. Just because the person was not patient. Young woman, relax. When the men, when the men, when they come, have patience for them. Tell them, don't be rude to them because they have feelings. He came because of love. If you don't love him, just tell him, I'm sorry, but the love you are talking about, I don't see it. Instead of going about and then telling everybody, as for this one, it's like that. Have patience. Have patience. Have patience. Tell God, God, let this patience be manifest in my life. Even as the year comes to an end, there were things that you were believing God for. It seems that it has not come to yourself. So far as I have life, I can breathe, I can work, I can go and come, I will wait. Ah, it will come. Please, don't let anybody tell you that you have what um, they call it Spiritual children. Ah, what is that? The Bible tells us that children are gifts from God. And it will come. I keep telling you, you have spiritual children in the spiritual world. What is that? A believer, a child of God, brought by the precious blood of Jesus. Jesus said that these are mine. I hear their voice and they know me. None of them will leave my hands. No, the believer, it does not happen to the believer. It can happen to someone, but not you. Don't walk about with this guilty conscience that somebody is married to you in the spirit world. That is why the man is not coming. No, if you are a believer, it doesn't happen to you. Just hold on and trust God. That door will be open unto you. We are not cutting corners as a church. The Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. The Lord will help us. I see God bending over to hear you. I see God bending over to hear you. Because you have waited patiently. I see God bending over our church and coming in. And saying that where it is time to be blessed. That building will come out. It is time to be blessed. I see God coming over and saying that it is time for you to be promoted. Your bosses are coming to promote you. I see God saying that it is time for the people to come in because of the patience that you have. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We will not lose our blessings. 
We will not lose the establishment of our businesses, establishment of our companies, the establishment of our families, the establishment of our churches. Because of your patience, we will not. 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 We will apply ourselves to hard work. We will apply ourselves to learning. We will apply ourselves to wisdom. We will apply ourselves to studying. We will apply ourselves to praying. We will apply ourselves to fasting. We will apply ourselves to studying. There we will know. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord of patience manifest this patience in your life. In Jesus' name, somebody say a big amen and a praise unto our God. Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. We thank God. We bless God. Next time, if somebody comes to you and tell you, what are you waiting for? Tell the person, the Lord is about to bend over to hear me. Tell the person, I'm not competing with you. I'm not competing with anybody. I am competing with myself. The Lord will come in and my light will shine again. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We give God a praise. It is time for us to bring our project offering and our first food. If you came to church with your first food, I want you to lift it up wherever you are. In this church, we are open to giving.